You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are down to our second to the last preaching of our series called Unwavering. Actually, it's been five weeks. Limang linggo na po natin pinag-uusapan about Abraham, right? In life and faith ni Abraham. And we know the fact that Abraham's faith is what Paul describes us um, unwavering. Paul says that yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. So when you talk about Abraham, di ba, parang ang unang nasa isip natin lagi, grabe to sa faith. Sana paglaki ko, ganyan ako kay, kay Father Abraham, no? We all want to have his faith, but realize that it did not come automatic. Hindi naman siya biglaan na lang, boom, umusbong na. Wow, may faith na kagad si Abraham. Hindi naman ganun. Actually po, tayong lahat, katulad ni Abraham, we all went through that ups and downs. Remember? May ups and downs of life that we call a faith journey. All of us in our, are all in a faith journey. Okay, how many of you believe that? How many of you are in a faith journey? Yes, lahat po tayo. Di ba? When you talk about faith, iba unwavering faith, it goes through many, many seasons. May ups and downs nga. Kaya last Sunday, pinag-usapan po natin, faith and waiting on the Lord. Okay, how many of you love waiting? No, we don't love waiting, right? But the truth is, we all have to wait. Especially when you're talking about waiting on the Lord. Now, Abraham and Sarai, certainly all of us, katulad din nila, Nagkaroon din sila ng challenge with this, with this waiting. In fact, yung challenge na yun resulted to this. ba? Alam naman natin that uh, Sarai made her own conclusion. Sabi niya na baka hindi naman ako ang magdadala ng anak ni Abraham. ba? So sabi niya, ha, siguro eto na lang aking servant si Hagar. So she made her own conclusion. In fact, what she did, she, what we call, she did this. She helped God out. ba? Parang tayo, ba? We love to help God out. Remember, Lord, tulungan na kita para lang yung promise mo dumating na. ba? Ganun yun. Ginawa ni Sarah yun. So what happened? She compromised her marriage. When she compromised her marriage, what happens? She complicated her marriage. Right? Nagkaroon sila ng problema ni Abraham. Why? Because Hagar came in the picture. And as a consequence of that, what? They were hurt. All three of them, they were hurt in the process. Okay? Kaya hindi ho hindi ho maganda yun nangyari sa kanila. So what did God do? Okay, so God actually kept silent. Diba? Tumahimik si Lord. 13 years, tahimik si Lord. But after 13 years, God appears to Abraham. But this time as, as not just Yahweh or, you know, the, the great I Am, no? But He came here as El Shaddai. Remember that? Last week, pinag-usapan natin, He came as El Shaddai, meaning, I am God all-sufficient. In other words, Sinasabi niya kay Abraham, uh, Anak, I'm all you need. You don't have to go to anybody else. I am your source. Then what he did say to Abraham, you know, so that walk before me. Not beside me, not behind me, but he says, Abraham, walk before me, right? Remember that? And then he says, but when you walk before me, be blameless. In other words, you got to be blameless or wholly separate from the world. What does it do to Abraham? When God was silent, then after 13 years, he appeared, and then he said, I am your God, I am your all-sufficient God. After all of these things, he be blameless, I mean, walk before me, be blameless. What did it do to Abraham? Remember this? Bible says that he fell face down. Remember that? 
And that's the picture of brokenness. When Abraham fell face down, it was basically a, a picture of brokenness, of humility. But the reality was, it was really a picture of surrender. Remember that? We all decided about surrender. Now, at this point, actually, when Abraham fell on his face, this was the point that God actually changed his name from Abraham, Abraham to Abraham, from the meaning of Abraham, which is exalted father. Now his name is father of many nations. So God blessed him again, makes his covenant with him, and this time, Sabine God, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant. Not just to you, but to the generations and the generations. Why? Probably because he saw just the brokenness of Abraham. It's amazing how when we come before God and we humble ourselves to him, God sees your heart. God still, despite, despite the failures of Abraham, what does he do? He gives his covenant as an everlasting covenant. So what did he ask Abraham? Sabi niya, Abraham, because now I'm going to make covenant, I want you to keep this covenant by circumcising your, all the male in your household, including you and Ishmael. So that's what happened. But here's the interesting part, okay? Sarai now gets the attention of Abraham. It's interesting. Look at Sarai. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, this is what God said. So, he changes the name of Abraham to Abraham, right? Now, God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. So, interestingly, because all throughout the life of Abraham, God was always speaking about Abraham, right? appears to Abraham, he tells his covenant to Abraham, he makes a covenant with Abraham, but this time he talks about Sarai for the first time. This is the first time he mentions this, and, and then this is what happened, okay? In, in verse 16, this is what God said, I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations, kings of peoples shall come from her first time now God looks at Sarai changes her name and blesses her she was you know Abraham it's not only you but I'm gonna bless your wife that's something you need to look at and understand that it was not just about Abraham but it's about a family it's about them it's not just about a single person but it's about descendants about generations you cannot have generations if you are all by yourself. Diba? Kawawa ka naman, lonely ka, mag-isa, ermitanyo ka, diba? Nasa cave ka, wala. Bagaw was about family. Okay? Now, interestingly, Abraham, the Bible says in verse 17, Abraham fell again on his face. But this time, it was not about humility, it was, he was laughing. Tumawa si Abraham. Kasi sabi niya, you will, you know, she will have a son. You will have a son by her. Ha? Huh? Tawasi. <laughs> Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? It's very rare to have someone live a hundred years old today. But if you understand about old, okay, 75, 85, or 90, pag may mga wow, you're talking about Abraham. He was laughing. Why? Because, hey, I'm old. 
And then Abraham goes to God and says, Why not take Ishmael, Lord? Si Ishmael na lang, wag na lang, tanda ko na eh. Pwede na to. Okay na to. And what did God say? No. Sabi niya, no. But Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. And then he says, I will establish my covenant with him. Meaning Isaac. And then he says, again, he reiterates, an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. And then he says, as for Ishmael, ah, I got it covered. He's blessed already. But for Isaac, you're going to have Isaac through Sarah. Interesting, right? After all, all the things that they went through, God was saying, you're going to have a son through Sarah. So after their failed attempt, they failed, they tried to help God out, Ishmael. after all these, sabi ni God, kay Sarah pa rin mapupunta ang pangako sa'yo. Wow! It's amazing. But here's the problem. Okay? Here's the problem. Bible says, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 11, it says there, Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. You understand? You understand what that means, diba? Alam nyo naman kung anong kahulugan nun, diba? Ibig sabihin nun, si Sarah, di na pwedeng manganak. She has already, you know, di na siya nagkakaroon ng period. Period, okay? Hindi <laughs> na siya nagkakaroon ng ano. You know, she's not able, okay? She's even past menopausal stage. Scientifically and physically, if you were to examine probably Sarah at the age of 90, wala na talaga, tapos na. Kumbaga, sarado na ang factory. ba? Tapos na talaga. At the age of 90, in fact, she has gone to having a menopausal baby. We've heard about menopausal babies, right? We've heard of that. Pero at the age of 90, that's way, way past. Now, question. My question is this. What impossible situation are you facing today? I want you to think about that and just pause it right about a few seconds and just think about that. What impossible situation are you facing today? You know, when you look at Sarah and Abraham, it is really impossible. Alam po natin yan. I think it's not even a, a revelation to you. Alam naman natin, impossible. But what impossible situation are you facing today? It may not be having a baby, but maybe, you know, you're talking about your health. Maybe the doctor says, you know, you have only eto na lang, a few months to live. You have only three, six months to live. Di na kaya ng medicine. Maybe yun yung, yung condition, the health. Sometimes it could be your finance. Have you ever, you know, come to a place where you say, God, it is impossible already. Probably lost your work, your business, your career. Probably you are in a mountain of debt. Okay? Di mo na kaya talaga. Lord, di ko na alam kung paano to. Maybe it's about your relationship today. Maybe, you know, for you, parang it's hopeless. No, no more future. When you look at this, wala na. Wala na talaga mangyayari. Ito na po yun. Hanggang dito na lang ang relationship na to. Maybe some of you are facing an impossible situation about your future. And you're saying, Lord, ang dami, ko nang, dami na nangyari sa buhay ko. Ang tanda ko na. Meron pa kayang future sa buhay ko. 
all of these. You know, this is, this is my prayer today. My heart is this for all of us, that, that God will indeed reveal His plans for us. That God will indeed reveal Himself to us amidst all the impossible situations that we're facing. Or maybe you will be facing. That's my prayer today. Amen? That's my real prayer that all of us, no matter what situation you're in, no matter how impossible that may be, I pray that you will have hope. Everybody say hope. That's my prayer today. Today is week number six. We're going to talk about faith and the impossible. Let's all stand and open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 to 7. Right? Let's all read together. It says there in verse 1, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God has spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And he said, who would have, or she said, who would have said, to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Let's pray. Father, thank you that amidst all the things we go through life, may it be insurmountable, may it be hopeless, may it be devastating, whatever situation that we're in, especially even if it's impossible. Lord, I pray that you will bring us hope today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch every person who's here. Lord, give us wisdom and revelation. That is our desire. Help us to have a clear understanding, Lord God, of what faith is and who you are. Bless the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How I many of you, when you watch movies, gusto nyo naman yung ending natin masaya? Di ba? Baduy, di ba? Ang corny pagka pinanood natin. Tapos, ha? Ano nangyari? Alam mo yung ganun? Yung mga... Yung mga tipong nanonood ka ng probably mga bitin na mga may, may sequel pa, nanonood ka ng Marvel, biglang, ha? Huh? Ano nangyari? Nawala lahat ng mga bida na matay. Parang ganon, di ba? How many of you know that you really want to have a happy ending? All of us, right? All of us. We love all happy ending stories. And as we have read today, when you look at the, the life of Abraham and Sarah, yes, they had so many ups and downs, Right? But in the scripture that we've just read, actually, it's a happy ending. It's a beautiful ending. Why? Because God fulfills His promise, right? They have a son. Wow, imagine that. I don't know if you're, you know, it's hard because you're not Abraham and Sarah, but when you're there, parang, wow! Grabe, 25 years ka naghintay. Ito na breakthrough. This was just amazing. It's, it's really a... a what? It's, it's a celebration. I don't know if you can hear the, you know, the scripture celebrating. Woo! Yay! That's the whole picture. It's a beautiful picture. You're celebrating. It's fulfilling. But many of us don't realize how much emotions, how much pain and suffering that went through the course. Saya tingnan kasi, di ba? 
Ever heard of yung mga success stories? Diba, pinapanood natin sa TV. Pinapanood natin, diba, ang ganda-ganda pakinggan. Oh, successful tong business na to. But we don't really know what goes behind it. In other words, we don't know the, the process, the how they went there. We love to celebrate good stories, beautiful stories, but not the process that took them there. That's why I want to go back on the life of Abraham and Sarah. You see, just to catch up with us, so after God changes the name of Abraham to Abraham, Sarah to Sarah, and then they bless her, guess what? God appears. This time, He did not appear alone. He came with two angels. While Abraham was sitting in, in his tent in the Oaks of Mamre, you can find this in, in chapter 18, verse 1, there were three men. The Lord was there and two angels. And as a custom, what happens is that Abraham would always open his home for hospitality. It's a custom. He opens his house, his home, and then he welcomes the visitors. He welcomes, in other words, the Lord. He goes to, to Sarah says, why don't you prepare, you know, bake some cake, bake some bread, and we have guests. He goes out, he gets a coffee, roasted the calf, and then he serves it there. And he just waited then on them. And then God spoke to him, this time in person, physically, face to face. That's unimaginable. I mean, think about, think about it. If God would appear today in your doorstep, what will you do? Abraham, he opens his door, opens his house, and they fed them. But God spoke to him in person, and this is what God said. Chapter 17, we've talked about God blessing Sarai, right? Guess what? In chapter 18, just a few months later, God spoke to him in person, and this is what he said in verse 9. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, uh, she is in the tent. God came personally and asked for Sarah. Didn't ask for, where's your wife? But he says, where is Sarah, your wife? What that shows us is that God had an intimate relationship with Abraham. I mean, you don't call a person, you know, a stranger, right? With a first name basis, diba? In Filipino, tin, pag dumarating tayo sa mga places, di ba, ah, kamusta po, ah, man, nanay, tatay, di ba, ganon. But we don't call them in a first name basis. It goes to show that all throughout the journey of Abraham, there was a relationship being developed, growing between Abraham and God. And it's interesting that God says, where is Sarah? Why? Let's find out. In verse 10, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. How many of you women, you love to do that? Okay. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. So God makes a personal appearance, right? Very intimate relationship. They had meals together and He says, I want to bless you, but this time, I'm giving you a date. I am actually giving you a definite date. We also find this in Genesis chapter 17, verse 21, 
when when God also said to Abraham, I will establish my covenant with Isaac. Sabi niya, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. So twice, okay, second time, sinabi niya to. Yung first time, remember, Abraham laughed, di ba? Di ba? Take note of that, okay? So the events of chapter 17 and 18 were actually close together. This is about a few months later. And Sarah was eavesdropping, listening at the conversation. And what happens? In verse 11, it says, Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advancing years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. Remember this? We've talked about this earlier, right? Hmm. This is a challenge. I mean, this is the problem. Both of them are old. Sarah is not just barren, but she actually really, really has passed everything. Tapos na. That's the end. Last week, we were talking about waiting, right? Naghihintay sila, di ba? mo, what could be worse? What could be worse than waiting? It is when you find out that you are unable to do anything. Think about that. The worst of it all, you have been waiting all your life for the promise of God. And finally, at the end point, you look at yourself and say, Grabe, what are you thinking, God? May problema ata si Lord. Diba? I mean, think about that. You just cannot comprehend why God actually does it. The worst thing that can happen is to find out that you are not capable of doing or having the promise of, of God. That's the worst thing. In other words, you become hopeless. Right? If you understand hopeless, it is beyond you. It's beyond hope. You're lost. It's beyond repair, irreparable, irreversible. You're helpless. You're incurable. So in other words, it is really quite impossible. Right? Right? Now, what did Sarah do? Verse 12. So what did Sarah do? So Sarah laughed to herself. Abraham laughed before. And this time, his wife is also laughing to herself. Have you ever laughed to yourself? How do you laugh at yourself? But Sarah laughed to herself saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? <laughs> the New King James Version says, Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. Saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old. You ever know this Filipino idiom, di ba? Pag may problema, tawanan mo ang iyong? Yeah. Filipino to si Sare, di ba? Tingin nyo. Mukhang pinay to eh. She laughed, right? Um, but if you understand how that translates, it's, it's kind of like this. Author Leopold translates Genesis 18.12 as this. After I have become worn out, have I enjoyed sexual delight? And my Lord too is an old man? That's what we're saying. What's interesting about this is that God was not about to do a miraculous intervention. Hindi katulad ni Mary. Remember Mary? Divine intervention. The Holy Spirit came and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Remember? God wasn't about to do that. No, 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 no. Maybe they're thinking, God, why through sexual relationship, right? God said, yeah, 
sexual relationship. That's, that's, that's what it is. It's not going to be in any divine intervention. Why? You know, I believe, this is what I believe, all right? This is just me. If you remember when Sarah and Abraham basically messed up their life, right? By having Hagar, another woman. I believe that their relationship was never the same again. I believe Sarah and, and Abraham had a major meltdown in their relationship. And yet God, God says, no, you're going to have a child. Not through my miraculous intervention, but it's through the act of love. Gives them another point to ponder is that something actually, it's a gift. Sexual relationship is a gift to married couples. I believe God was about to restore their relationship because there's something in any in intimate relationship that happens. It's a bond that happens. Okay, side, side, side note lang natin to. But that's what I believe. Despite all the things that, that happened between them, God was really about to restore their marriage. And that's who our God is. God is about restoring relationships. Amen. But she laughed. Was it sarcasm? Maybe. But I believe it's about a bit of doubt. Did you ever say to that, you know, did you ever say to yourself, no, I, I doubt that will happen. I doubt it. I just, I just doubt it. Ever said that before? I think that's the, the heart when, when, when Sarah was saying, Lord, I know your promise, I know everything, but I just doubt that will happen. But to God, He was serious about this. That's why in verse 13, He says, The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? You know what's interesting about this? God did not speak directly to Sarah. He talks to the guy. He talks to the man in charge. Talks to the husband. Say, the Lord said to Abraham, sort of like rebuking Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Abraham, ikaw, lalaki ka. Maybe it's time to start leading your family. Whatever the consequence that you have, as a father, as a head of family, that's your responsibility. But God heard Sarah's laugh, even though she was laughing to herself. God heard it. You know why? Because God is all-knowing. There is nothing that we can hide from God that He does not know. Amen. And that's the truth. In this case, you know, you know God was rebuking Abraham, telling him, hmm. And look at the response of God. This is what it says in verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, no, but you laugh. Ever did that? Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I always played that with my daughter. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Right? It's kind of a play of, you know. But God knows, right? God knows. 
And sometimes, you know, we just have to pause and look at what God says. Is there really anything too hard for the Lord? It's like saying, who do you think I am? Do you really know who your God is? Is there really anything too hard for God? Sometimes, you know, when we look at our situation, it seems like, it seems like God can't do it. Right? Right? Truth be told, right? But look what the prophet Jeremiah describes who God is. He says that, O Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing is too difficult for God. Do you know where the problem is? You know what our problem is? Is this. The only thing that you see is the impossibility of your situation. I'm not saying, you know, hindi ko naman sinasabi na galing namin kasi pastor na kami, grito na kami, we're good. No. That's not what I'm saying. But the truth, the reality is that when we go through tough times, when we go through situations that are impossible, it seems like God is not there. Are you seeing it? When the problems of the world, lahat ng mga problema, lahat ibinato na sa atin, hindi na natin makita na lulunod na tayo. That's the only thing. And you miss out on God. That's why Jesus himself said this. He said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. For as long as you and I are looking to our own human abilities, you will never, ever, ever experience the possibility that God gives. That's the whole truth. You see, when we, when we start to say, you know, I'll do this, I'll do everything I can, guess what? You are limiting yourself because whatever you can do is always limited. But with God, nothing is limited. Amen. Many years back, many, many years back actually, we, my wife and I, we had a dream house. It was in Baguio City. How many of you love Baguio? Okay, na-devastate po siya. Okay. Praise God, my family is still safe. Please continue to pray for them. Our northerners, mga kapatid natin sa north, let's pray for them. Well, we had a dream house in Baguio, and we, we used this house to be a collateral for our business loan. But time came when the business ended, didn't make money, we lost everything. And problem was, this house, this beautiful house, was going to be foreclosed. And try as we would, my wife and I did everything we can. Even the last-ditch effort was to sell the house. Lord, we want to sell this house. And then we have a few days, around five days before it was foreclosed. My wife and I, this is what we did. We went on our knees that afternoon. We said, Lord... There is really nothing we can do. So today, tapos na yung aming kakayahan. It ends here. We're just going to put our trust. Whether our house will be foreclosed or not, we trust that everything will work out for the good. You know, when we prayed that prayer, there was such a release. There was this peace that came in. 
And we were not afraid anymore to lose our house. We gave it to God. God, everything belongs to you anyway. So we gave it up. Three days before foreclosure, somebody calls and wanted to buy that house that same day. And then we were able to pay our debts. Amen? Is there anything really too hard for God? Something that we need to take into consideration every single day of our lives, especially when you're facing tough times. Is there anything really too hard for God? You see, when facing impossible situations, we have two options. We have the opportunity for faith or we have the opportunity for doubt. There are only two ways. Either you will trust God or you will not. But when doubt overwhelms us, when doubt creeps into our hearts like Sarah. Remember Sarah? Going back to Sarah, diba? she laughed, she doubted. Abraham laughed. Also, he doubted, right? When we are overwhelmed with doubt, how does God respond to our doubts? This is where our main verse comes in. Let's look at how God responded to Abraham and Sarah. In verse 1 of Genesis chapter 21, it says there, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said. In other words, God remained true to His Word. Right? God remained true to His Word. In Numbers 23, verse 19, it says, God is not man that He should lie, or a son of man that He should change His mind. Has He said, and will He not do it? Or has He spoken, and will He not fulfill it? God cannot lie. He fulfills everything. The glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind. I like that. God is not, you know, fickle-minded. That's who our God is. And then in verse 1, it says, And the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. So God remained true to his word, but also God remained true to his promise. When we are in doubt, God's word is true. God's word or God's promise is still true. It took a long time. You're talking about 25 years for His promise to come to pass, but God was faithful to His promise. Amen. In fact, Joshua records this. You know Joshua, right? He says in verse 45, Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord has made to the house of Israel had failed. All. Everybody say all. All came to pass, right? You're talking about the promise of God. So the promise of a son was not fulfilled because Abraham was perfect, no? But it was fulfilled because God is God. That's who He is. He does not lie. Amen. We all know that Abraham didn't really have a good, you know, track record, right? But yet God still fulfills. Now, David Gusick says, and I want, I want you to read this, he says there that some promises of God are conditional, and it depends on something we must do. Like, you know, if you don't obey, you don't get the blessing, right? Kind of like that. Those are conditional stuff. But other promises of God are unconditional, and God will fulfill them, not because of what we do, but because of who He is. Amen. That's who our God is. 
So how does God respond to our doubts? Well, let's look at verse 2 of Genesis chapter 21. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. What that means is this, God remained true to his time. God has his own time. Amen. Not your time, not my time, but God has his own time. Meron kami tropang Seiko ngayon eh. It's kind of like this, yeah, I know you guys love Seiko. I'm not promoting Seiko, but we own this timepiece, right? And we love them. We like it. We own a clock. You own a cell phone, right? It tells the time. Funny thing, right? You have, you own something that tells time, but you never own time. It's a funny thing. You can never keep time because time belongs to our God. He owns time. He is, in fact, beyond time. He's Alpha and Omega. This verse in 2 Peter 3.8 says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years. One day. And a thousand years as also as one day. What does it tell us? God's perfect time. Maybe not yet. But God has His own perfect time. What have you been believing God for for many, many years now? Not yet, maybe. Habakkuk says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, what does it say? Wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. You know, there's something good about waiting. Isaiah says, But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So when you face impossible situations and somehow doubt, God's response to our doubts is this. He remains true to His Word. He remains true to His promise. And He, remain, he remains true to His time. And you know what that really means? God is faithful despite our doubts. If we are faithless, He remains faithful for He cannot deny Himself. You know, that's the good thing about God. How many of you know that you have failed God many times? Over. But even as we are faithless, God does not change. He is still faithful. So what happened to Abraham and Sarah as I end? In verse 4 it says, And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. So remember, fulfillment of the promise. Yay! Celebration! But look at what happened to Sarah that totally changed a doubting Sarah. This is what Sarah says, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. How many of you are laughing now? <laughs> and she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse his children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. This time, it was not a laughter of doubt or unbelief or sarcasm. No. You know what's the laughter? You know what it's all about? It's a laughter of joy. God changed something in a doubting heart of Sarah. Changed it into joy. How many of you know that God is our exceeding joy? 
That's one of his names. I met a woman, kind of like Sarah. She's kind of like Sarah. She approached me one, one, one evening and she says, she was crying. She was desperate. She was in her most hopeless, impossible situation. In fact, not just hopeless, okay? Not just in that, in that state. It was actually a resigned situation. And she asked me, Pastor, can you please pray for me? Because my father is in the ICU and doctor says that he will not make it. So they were preparing everything. They were, the, the, mom, the mother was preparing the suit, I mean the barong, called all the, the relatives and friends. They were really preparing to take out the life support already. And something actually happened. We prayed for her. And I want you to hear a short clip that I took a few months back. And I want you to have hope again. Let's just see this video. Um, hi, I am Cherry David. Um, I'm part of uh, Victory Alabang. Um, I would just like to share yung miracle na nangyari sa life namin ng, ano, ng family ko. It was um, March 11 nung na-hospitalize yung father ko. And then March 13, um, nadala siya sa ICU due to heart attack. He was actually a uh, dialysis patient. Uh, diabetic siya and with kidney failure. And then um, Saturday, um, I think that was 13 for March 17, Saturday, we were giving up. Um, I asked my all my siblings to come to the hospital. Um, because we need to, to make a decision whether we will remove the life support or not. And then we also decided to, uh, to call all the sisters and brothers of my, my father who was in ICU. And then everyone was decided to, to give up to remove the life support. And then the following day, Sunday, I went to the church to Pastor Sol and then I was asking him, uh, Pastor, pwede mo ba? Kasi nasa hospital yung father ko. Um, ang gusto ko pong mangyari kung kukunin na ni Lord. Kunin niya na po ng mabilis para hindi na mahirapan. Tsaka yung family namin, wag na rin mahirapan. Pero kung hindi pa niya time, um, sinabi ko kay pastor na pagpriya na i-restore lahat yung strength niya. Um, it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon after the 3 p.m. service. So pinagpray ako ni, ano, ni pastor so. Uh, I was really crying. Hindi na rin namin yung gagawin. Kasi alam namin na gabi or the following day when the life support will be removed, mawawala na si Papa. But we didn't know what happened. 11 p.m., yung life support na removed. BP was okay. Um, he was able to breathe on his own without the, the machine. And the doctors were actually... Um, we're actually, uh, hindi rin sila mapaniwala what happened. May cardio, may nepro, may diabetesian. Merong, um, meron pang, isa pang doctor, I just don't remember. So, it was really, ano, it was really a miracle. Akala namin, pagdabas ng ICU, nakaratay siya, may oxygen, kailangan ng wheelchair, kailangan na subuan. Pero hindi ganun yung nangyari. Nakakalakad siya. And it was, uh, he is very, very fine. 
Although right now, of course, today this is, is really okay. Um, everyone na nakakausap namin really says that uh, it's a miracle. We know it's second life and we know there's still a purpose kung bakit hindi pa rin uh, inalaw ni God na, you know, ma nakuhon ka siya. And right now, I'm here with Pastor Sol and with his wife. We are so thankful na because of my victory family, naging ano, strong din yung, ano namin, yung family namin. Not only Pastor Sol, but we also have Tonti, our campus minister in Makati. We also have Pastor Tim, who was also praying a lot for us. And uh, we are very thankful to say survivors here, Father Go. And actually, before he uh, was discharged in the hospital, he already um, um, prayed the prayer of salvation with the pastor uh, team of our um, Victory Manila Church. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. And Tito, na po siya. Praise God. You know, um, I I spoke to her yesterday. I was asking, "Shempet, de ba medyo niguro lang ako sabi ko, kamusta na tatay mo?" But this is her response. She texted me. She says, "Hello, Pastor Saul. Okay, naman po si Papa. Tuloy-tuloy yung po ang dialysis niya and medication. Hindi na po ulis siya na hospitalized. Sa kapo na hakapag tanim tanim nasa na kabiyahi ng solo." At nakagawa po ulit siya ng mga carpentry items like mga pagpuan at mesa. Libangan po kasi niya yun. Thank you po uh, and God bless. And you know, hallelujah. Let's give praise to our God. You know, my, my prayer is that all of us will have hope despite what we go through in life. Amen? Hang in the faith. Do not waver that faith. So I want to give you this simple um, point. See, unwavering faith. Trust that God is faithful. Amen. He is faithful, guys. I don't know what you are going through today, but let me just pray for you. So I'll just bow down our heads and close our eyes before God. If you're going through some tough times, and this tough time is like seems like it's almost impossible and hopeless. You know what I believe God wants to say, there is hope. I believe in my heart because He is a faithful God. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That is here. I want you to lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Yes, I see those hands. Lift up as high as you can. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? Yes, I see those hands. There's a lot of us. If you're lifting up your hand, I want to pray for you today. Lord, I pray that you will release your presence upon us. Lord, thank you, God, that you are a faithful God. And despite all the things that we do, the mistakes that we make, Lord, you are still God. And your purpose will prevail. Your plans, your purpose will prevail in our lives. Lord, I pray that you will bring hope today to those who are lifting up their hands. Lord, nothing is impossible for you, Lord God, because you are a God that we can put our full trust on. So, Lord, I pray even now, Lord, let there be a breakthrough miracle even now. Thank you, Lord God, that you are moving in our midst. 
Thank you, Lord God, we have received your favor even now. Lord, even if, if it's long, we're waiting in all of that, Lord, we just trust, Lord God, that you know the best for us. In your perfect time, Lord God, all the promises that you spoke in your word, in your word, the Bible, Lord God, it is true, it is faithful. Lord, we just cling to your faithfulness today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.